Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the MG Podcast. My name is Alan. To tag this Dark Knight. Trademark pending. I have to get a new joke. I have to get a new, get a new opening line because like, it's getting dry and getting crusty. But anyway, I am today's host for the podcast. And let me just... Welcome to season two. And let me just introduce the team. Anzi, why don't you go first? Howdy, everyone. It's notably Anzi or just Anzi. And I'm the founder of Meddling Gamers. Nice, nice, nice. Laura? Uh, hi, I'm Laura, and I'm the marketing lead with uh, Melanin Gamers, and I work over here with Donovan. Hey, I'm Donovan. I am the creative producer over at Melanin Gamers. I'm Zen, and I'm illustrator at Melanin Gamers. There's my handsome self. My name is Alan, like I said in the beginning, but and I am the, the researcher. I'm the one that does the research for all the panels and all the podcasts that we do to make sure that our facts and opinions are all based in facts but anyway if you're listening to us on spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you listen to us let us know what you think of what you what we talked about today send comments and questions to our social media handles at meddling gamers on twitter or at meddling gamers on instagram basically at meddling gamers that's where that's who we are and that's where we're at and we also have a website so please go and check us out but before we get before you go there stay with us whilst we go check out the brand updates the community gaming events and everything that's going on in the world I don't know if you guys know, but EA dropped like a teeny tiny, 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 like teaser of the Dead Space that's coming out and the studio that's behind it. Unfortunately, it's not going to be Visual Studios who did the original Dead Space series, but it's going to be another EA um, first party developer that's going to be doing it. Now, I know that was the flagship game, Visual Games. That was their flagship game, Dead Space. And... If you guys know, I'm a massive fan of Dead Space, but the great news is that what I've been hearing is that we could be getting this game as early as 2022. Oh, wow. So not too long to wait then. Yes. And I'm, I am completely for it. But hmm. of recent years, I know that, what you call it, I don't want this game to be rushed because of recent years, we've, um, the, the fans, gaming enthusiasts have lost quite a bit of faith development studios when it comes to publishing fully polished games so i'm just really hoping that this game is fully polished and it stays true to the original content of dead space which is a survival horror more of horror if you get what i mean i don't want a resident evil 6 i don't want to shoot about if i wanted to shoot about i play call of duty but like don't get me wrong i'm not super experienced with the series but i i did hear that it that's how it went in the last uh in the last yeah. game or so in the series so do we feel confident that in the hands of a new studio we're going to return to those horror roots or i don't know i'm feeling a little bit worried that it's just going to continue being an action-based game because that's what we heard from last of the series yeah i agree i think that there's going to be um what's the best way to say this i just want there to be a happy medium just understand the roots mm-hmm. understand where it came from and why it was so successful and then you technically should do fine but if you try to put your own flair on it or you try to follow suit of what's going on in the market, then that's when, what's the best way to describe it? That's when there can be a miscommunication between you and the fans and the actual original IP. So I'm hoping they just, like, I don't mind. You just make the game as authentic and sticking to the source material as possible. Like, ignore what's going on in the outside. And I, I say that, but I know that's difficult because obviously... These gaming studios, they need to make money and they need to um, survive and thrive. But I don't know. For me personally, I think 
if I were to make a product that would that stayed true to 10 people, I'll be happy with that instead of selling it to 100 people and compromising myself. True, but you say that as an individual and exactly. a, a passionate lover of games rather than a mega studio. Yeah. But with that said, though, there is reason to feel positive, I feel, because considering um, where we've been recently with Resident Evil The Village mm. or even the previous one before that, those mm -hmm. have finally returned to horror roots and they have had huge critical success. So there is recent entries into the kind of horror genre that show it's mm. still viable. So I think there's reason to be positive that they might take from that example. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed anyway. But yeah, a couple of honorable mentions. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Edition is coming out, came out on the 20th of August. The game, I did a little um, hour and a half um, session, I should say, on YouTube while I was streaming it just to give you a hands-on of the comparisons between the, um, the one on PS4 and the one on PS5. And let me tell you, that game is still amazing. It was, it's a, it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Actually, it's not a 10 out of 10 because I think that's, that's, that score is overrated because it's, no game is perfect, but it's a solid 9 out of 10. Everything about that game, I loved. I loved the acting, I loved the story. I love the mechanics, just everything about it was on point. And then this DLC, thank the Lord, this DLC wasn't something like, it didn't take away from the story, it literally added to it. So the base game is still 100% playable and it's something that you should go and play. And I was completely satisfied when I played this game and the DLC just added a little more backstory. Actually, I don't want to spoil it. So just for me personally, that game was amazing. And DLC is easy. So how does a game get a 10 out of 10? It sounds like it was a 10 out of 10. No, no. Oh, what on earth? You're like, this was amazing, that was amazing, this was amazing, but it's not a 10 out of 10? The reason why it's not a 10 out of 10. What kind of criteria is this? First off, don't give me disrespect. <laughs> the reason why it's not a 10 out of 10 is because there's... I'm not like a major, major gaming person. Like, I don't know. I, I have to sit down and actually like dissect it. What are the mechanics? What is all of this? But that's why I say it's a 9 out of 10, because I don't know everything. That's why. But, but can you, can you yeah, come up with anything that's a legitimate criticism, though? Exactly. Legitimate, legitimate criticism, I would think that the game wasn't... Actually, the game was pretty good. <laughs> I think this uh, might just be a 10 out of 10, and you're just hedging your bets. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right? Or, okay, let me think of a legitimate criticism. Um, it was a 10 out of 10, you can give it to it. It was a solid, it's a solid game. The only part that I'm annoyed about is that I just felt that it was kind of short. Not kind of short, I just thought it was short. Hmm. It was, it's not a short game by any means, but I felt like I should. I wanted to stay remain in the world a little bit more. But you know, it had its Act 1, Act 2 and Act 3. And then I 100% I that game. So I got the Platinum Trophy. That's how much I loved it. But yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just hedging my bets. I'm not gonna lie to you. But so far, it's, it's a solid game, and I just and whatever this game is, I want more of it. That's that's it. But yeah, this is actually I wanted to get everybody's opinion on this because this was kind of this was interesting when I came across it, and I wanted this to be a point of discussion before we get into the heavy stuff. So, I heard there was this. Like, I'm on the internet. I'm interneting, and I'm hearing that Matt Damon, right, turned down a fat paycheck. For the Bourne game, like remember ages ago when Bourne was on its hype, like I'm between identity and supremacy, right? And that name was was like hot stuff. The there was a game that came out called the Bourne. Um, 
was it the Bourne Conspiracy? I didn't know that there was a game from Bourne. I, I also did not know there was a game, I've got to be yeah. honest. No, there was a game. After was when the hype was there. Was this back in the day where literally every movie got a game, regardless? Yes. Regardless. Every movie got a game. Every movie still gets a game nowadays. Like I'm not surprised. I'm actually surprised that Fast and Furious hasn't got a game. <laughs> That's the biggest shock to me. But anyway, Matt Damon he turned down a fat paycheck for the Bourne game. It's called the Bourne Conspiracy because he didn't he didn't want another FPS, so he didn't provide his voice. They like they. The likeness of Bourne is not his one, is not his IP. So technically, mm-hmm. they could go ahead with it, but he didn't like the trajectory of where the game was going. And the game didn't do that, that great, I don't think, anyway. But it just made me think, like, how far should we have considered Matt Damon's opinion? Because it reminds me of um, Harrison Ford and Han Solo, where Harrison Ford, he saw, he saw the script in, I think it's The Empire Strikes Back in episode five, when he's put, he's being put, um, when he's being. Carbonite. Is it carbonite? Um, he's being frozen, but there's a term that I can't remember the term. But I'm I'm I shame myself as a Star Wars fan. But he's being carbonated. Carbonated. He's been put in carbonite. I, I can't remember. I think it's just frozen in carbonite. I mean, like I could totally be wrong, but carbonate yeah. it sounds like he's been made into a fizzy drink. So. <laughs> but basically, he's been put. <laughs> he's been carbonated. Frozen. He's been carbonated. No, we'll go with that. Oh, oh. disrespectful. But basically, <laughs> layer cryo freeze. You know what? Fine. Just like whatever we can say. Never mean carbonated. That's not even. Thank you. Thank you. you. Can I just finish? Can I just finish before you just like grill into my English language? Okay. I got a C on it. Okay. I wasn't that great. But anyway, I got a B actually. But anyway. So, Han, Han, Harrison Ford, he read the script and he says that when Leia says, I love you. In the script, initially, it was meant to say that um, Han was meant to say, I love you too. Harrison Ford thought that that didn't suit Harris. Harrison Ford thought that it didn't suit Han Solo's character. So on the fly, he changed it to, I know, Mm. right? And then obviously that went down as one of the coldest, greatest Han Solo lines ever. And just people really enjoyed it. So my question is to you guys, how far do you think actors or actors so people who embody characters within a story how far do you think their opinion should matter when it comes to the changing of the script or changing of any kind of media so matt damon for example matt damon saying that he didn't like the way the game was going so the game studio should change it because Mm. you see what i'm saying Uh, what isn't it it's a it's a big one it's a weighted one that should come down to you know say the, the somebody who incepted the the character, so like the author or the director, mm-hmm. who sees it visually play out, and who's going to like see how the audience is going to see it as well. But a huge part is the uh, actor who is supposed to embody this character. Mm-hmm. You know the thoughts that's going through their mind and what they would do, sort of thing. They play a huge part in it, sort of thing. And when it comes to like high class actors like you know Matt Damon, yeah, um, you know there's other ones like uh, Robert Downey Jr. who mm. who who do a lot of sort of like on the set just acting how their character would sort of be in a bit of method sort of sometimes. Thing. So um, yeah, I think it's it's a big sort of influence into it. I feel like Matt Damon, if he felt like um, you know you know Bond probably wouldn't do this or he wouldn't do that, so I'm backing out. I think that's a fair shout, you know. Mm. Um, me and Laura were talking about like uh, the new Avatar oh, God, series yeah. that is coming out fairly soon, and uh, how they 
creators just came out a while ago and straight up said like you know it's going to be interesting but it's not going our way so we're going to step out now so mm. you know it kind of gives you a thought of where it's going to be and it's probably not going to be with, with the original artist sort of con yeah. intense sort of thing so mm. so yeah i mean like long story short i think it plays a, a, a fairly weighted shout in it mm. but how much does matt damon know about games though because when he told me when when he told me like i know matt damon, <laughs> matt damon told you. <laughs> When I was reading the article and he was like, I wanted the game to... Re he referenced a game that was like... Like, he's basically said that if the, I want the Bourne game to be like RuneScape. It's like... I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it was something crazy like that. I, I would like, really oh. enjoy that so much. Can we <laughs> well, do what my game wants? Like, imagine trying to tell a game student... But that's the thing. That's the, like, the, mm -hmm. the balance I'm trying to find because it's like... If someone said something, something like, wow, like, imagine a James Bond game that was that had RuneScape mechanics. It I wouldn't would work. It wouldn't make no sense. I would so pay for that. <laughs> okay, but you've got a really good point there when you say, you know, it's mechanics we're talking about there, which absolutely, what necessarily does an actor know about gaming mechanics? Mm. Someone who does come to mind is Henry Cavill, yeah. who is a huge, um, he's a huge nerd. And I mean mm. that in a, a very loving and a very appreciative way. So someone like him, for example, may actually have some input that's quite interesting on the mechanics, but or maybe have some input in terms of uh, oh how their performance could lend to the mechanics, lend to the experience of playing a game. But with that said, I think it kind of comes down for me if it's just a regular actor who perhaps doesn't have a lot of insight into games and how they work, it kind of should just be the character, the characterization, and maybe the immersion of the player possibly, but it kind of would be a bit bizarre if they got that much input on the actual gameplay mechanics themselves. I think that'd be a bit strange. It's just fast because I'm trying to think the balance because I'm like, oh, Harrison Ford and Han Solo, that line, I like it. I like that line. And George mm -hmm. Lucas gave the approval. But then Matt Damon telling me something like RuneScape for um, the Bourne series. I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm, uh, this, is the, this is the example. I'm, I can't remember the actual name of the game, but it's, it's something drastic like that. Like, trying to insert the world of Matt Damon, or the world of Jason Bourne into like RuneScape kind of settings and mechanics and storytelling and that kind of genre of gaming and that kind of thing. Because he himself said that he didn't like those kinds of FPS games. So I'm like, is that because you're Matt Damon or is that because of Jason Bourne? So there's also that line to tread as well. But Zen, you were going to say something. Sorry before I cut you off. I forgot, but it's all right. It's all good. Gen it's genuinely gone. Yeah, but that that was just something I wanted to talk about because it's like there's there there's a line to be struck, and I don't think as much as I like actors, even with Harry and Cavill, like there's a difference between now that I'm doing some research on how to make games, there's a big difference between playing a game and actually making a game. Definitely, yeah. So even with Harry Cavill, like he could provide he could definitely pro provide more insight than someone like a non nerd like I don't know like like Anzi said RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. Jr. But can he? Like he's. Just... But anyway, I digress. But that was just some. That's just like an internet, an interesting nitbit I wanted to talk about. And then <clears throat> on to the next piece of news. I know that No More Heroes Three is releasing on the twenty seventh of August this year. And I know my friends down at Streamcast. They're a big fan of No More Heroes. And I know a lot of people. This is actually a cult classic. A lot of people really enjoyed the No More Heroes series. And I know that. When number three is coming up, 
it had like there's so much hype around it it's like it even caught my eye i'm like okay so this game is actually like actually legit so it does it does a lot of slapstick humor and i know that people are going to be waiting on it so i'm i'm ready do you guys enjoy no more heroes have you guys played that game uh, it's still on my to play list. It's um, it's uh, it's meant to be one of those really fun sort of like breaking the fourth wall, yeah. um, um, sort of like genres of, of games. And I've, I've been saving myself and holding off of like spoilers and whatnot uh, to experience oh. it, uh, but not yet, unfortunately. Well, you better hurry because there's there's number three is coming out, and I know number two. There's knowing this kind of genre, there's always some kind of twist and some kind of turn, right? There's always a big reveal. But um, I've never heard of the game, so I I, I don't know. Thanks, thanks for that. But yeah, no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Annabelle, I'm not gonna lie. I stopped trusting you the minute you told me you've never heard of Raid Shadow Legends. So yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now I've seen it a few. Like okay, I've seen it like twice, but only twice. Do you even yeah. know? Yo. Internet blocker is very, very strong, clearly. Very <laughs> like three and it still somehow creeps into my into my browser. But, um, it literally made an appearance on uh, the last time we were uh, playing a game and we were I think we had something on YouTube in back in the background yeah. that it just randomly popped up in the middle of uh, a cutscene. So dumb. Uh, talk about a bad business decision, but yeah. On to our activities of the week, gang. So basically, for everybody that's listening, it's a spoiler-free discussion about what everybody in the gang has been reading, watching, or playing. And then I will go first because I'm nice like that and I'm kind of arrogant. So I'm going to go first. What have I been doing this week? What have I been reading? What have I been watching? What have I been playing? I have been playing the Back for Blood, the closed beta. And I am a massive fan of the Left 4 Dead series. I have been for some time. I'm not even gonna try and hide it. And this is a game that I need on my PC because it's just this this just reminds me of my uni days when I was playing this game over and over again. And it's just mandatory. You have to play with a mic and you have to make outrageous noises as you're mowing down zombies. And I for one I'm look very looking this is a day one buy for me. I'm very looking forward. I'm I'm looking forward to buying this game so much and I need it in my life. What have I been watching? I've been keeping up on YouTube. There's some drama between one of a YouTuber I watch, um, Abba and Preach, and they've been going off against this other YouTuber, Fresh and Fit. And they're essentially Fresh and Fit are the Red Pill community about men's safe space and how they navigate their um and basically teaching men how to navigate um women, finances and motivations for men. Personally I'm not a fan of them because they just really hurt energy and I'm not about that life. But the minute they tried to step to my boys, Abra and Preach, I was mad because if I'm not, there are certain things on YouTube, there's a lot of videos on there that some of them I agree with, some of them I disagree with. Same with any kind of YouTube out there. But the difference is, is how you move with integrity through a situation. And that's something that we at MG, we also do. We don't, we don't like involving ourselves in petty squabbles and any that kind of thing because at the end of the day, we understand that there is a higher purpose and there's a higher goal that we need to achieve with initiatives like r1 on to the actual thing that's why i'm actually very appreciative of other youtubers who are able to cover this um objectively and say this is what's wrong this was what's bad so 
if anybody's listening to there's there's there are ways to hold yourself in high regard with integrity that everybody should do and i don't and it's it's difficult especially when other people are throwing mud at you and they're like rolling in the dirt with you but I can assure you, in my own personal opinion, I think that moving with integrity and moving with a certain sense of common sense is something that is lacking nowadays, but I think that we all need to get back to. And then, obviously, I hosted the anime quiz um, on, I believe it was last Friday. So that would be 20th, the 20th of August on Naruto quiz. And obviously, I'm the master. I've always been the master. I am the best. No one can beat me. You hosted that on a Saturday. That was a Friday. Oh, yeah, it was a Saturday. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, honestly. So, but essentially, I'm the best. I know the most hot Naruto. If anybody feels differently, you know, yeah. to find me, have at me. <laughs> Didn't but you forget yeah. something mid-quiz? I'm sure in the, in the while I was there, you totally forgot the name of something. Can you remember it? I don't. What was it now? So it, does, so it didn't happen. I'm going to watch the VOD. I'm going to watch the VOD. I'm going to find out so what it, it was. it didn't happen. Me forget? Oh, right. I'm pretty sure I remember you forget something too. Oh, yeah. You can, do you can remember all you like. Wait. Until you bring facts. Was it what the coat was called? I feel like you were wearing I the coat, coat and you forgot the name of the coat. I doubt it. Bring the receipts. Yeah, bring bring right. in facts. I'm gonna clip it. I'm gonna watch the VOD and I'm gonna clip it. <laughs> bring me them facts. Hands ready. But yeah, essentially that's what that's what my week has been about. Um, Anzi. Um, what have I been doing? I haven't watched any TV this week, to be honest. Um, um I've been reading. I've been reading Dune. Um, by Frank Herbert. The film is coming out. In like a month or so, so of course, Dune has been on my to read list for a while. It's a heavy sci fi book, it's really interesting. And also, Legendborn, which is by um, Tracy Dion. And I'm actually considering starting um, maybe a um, book club because Squibkins and I realized we're reading the same book, and also Rebe com- comment on the- commented on it as well. And so, I was thinking reading something similar we could start the club and share our opinions so that's an idea i'm throwing around i was also playing back for blood 2 with alan um getting carried course, i was not being carried by you you went down so many times it was a joke <laughs> and i've been grinding apex wrecked as well so there's that those are the two games that i've been playing um i think that's it to be honest i've just been reading and and gaming and that's kind of it nothing i haven't been watching it i didn't watch tv this week which is wild to me but yeah is it though with netflix and amazon prime and disney plus like i didn't watch any tv i didn't watch any tv yeah i just realized i just i just because my book is really interesting and i'm reading two books and i'm writing as well and then i'm gaming there's no time for no time for tv wow Time for TV. There is time for TV. I do like a good film, but I, when I get another good film, I will probably watch that. But yeah, that's what I've been doing this week, rather last week. I admit, no time for TV. That's kind of wild, but okay. Do you use it? Um, Laura, what have you been doing this this weekend? This so, week, I have been continuing the grind with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um. 
I've, I've, I only really meant to start playing that like last year for like maybe a week or so. Mm. And uh, the grind has continued up until now. But uh, other than that, because uh, that's kind of my usual. Uh, I had some friends over um, to play some board games finally, because I've not been able to do that in absolutely forever. Mm. So we played, uh, it's like an expansion pack, actually. It's uh, this board game called um, House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. And no, Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill, I think it's called. And then we were playing the Baldur's Gate edition. So figuring out how to play that game again uh, was really fun because normally I'm not the the DM for that. But it was really cool. It was nice to actually play something in person again. It was awesome. DM as in the Dungeon Master, as in you guys like Dungeons and Dragons. So it's not it's not really like Dungeons and Dragons, but you end up being the storyteller. So essentially, mm-hmm. it's one of those games where you build the board as you go. And depending on different factors of what's happened so far in the game, you'll have a different story every single time. And for that one, I ended up being oh. the villain. So mm-hmm. I had to explain everything to everybody and uh, try and murder everybody. If you've ever seen a film called Cabin in the Woods, it's yeah. pretty much exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've heard of this game, but I thought it was a video game. I didn't know. It, it is. A- it's a very good game. You should definitely play that. Okay. But nice. not related to the, to the game, uh, the board game, unfortunately. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to try and do a Dungeons and Dragons where with a dungeon master just to have fun, just just to see, just to just capture that experience because it looks like so much fun. It looks like absolute banter. Do you know what? But, Actually, yeah. um, we re- recently just played D anD D for the first time in a really small group, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was super fun. I uh, I want to keep doing it, but I've only just really dipped my toes in. Really, it was mainly fun because I keep on, I kept on trying to rob everybody. Yeah, like, everyone. Uh, like Laura's what? friend was. <laughs> Like Laura's friend was like the dungeon master, and I was like, "I'm gonna see what I can do it." And I was like, "Can I pickpocket this guy? Can I like kind of convince him to come with me?" You, you know, took to... a guy's armor. You took a yeah, random yeah. NPC's armor from Are his. You that good? I'm not that good. I was just trying to like see how far this thing could go. I was like throwing out everything. Not you. <laughs> when you roll a high twenty, when you roll a high twenty, you can manage to steal the clothes right off someone. Look oh, is insane. You kept getting high rolls and twenties and everything. I failed oh. things constantly. <laughs> oh, that's that's all right. I'm trying to imagine that in real life where you used to like roll a really high twenty and you steal someone's clothes right off their body. <laughs> that's 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 amazing. But yeah, I definitely want to get into Dungeons and Dragons, but I know that. I've got a very addictive personality, and once I I don't want to just dip my toes in it. I'm just going to dive in, go off the deep end. So I have to be careful. Um, but yeah, how about you, Donovan? What was your weekend like? Week. Jesus. Um. So I feel like I've made up for Annabelle not watching any TV by watching about two seasons worth of Breaking Bad all over again. Oh god, it has been that much. It's uh, yeah, it's been loads. Like uh, I don't even know why we watched it. I think a dude in our in, in in like Discord mentioned it to me and and sent me a, a very interesting story well video um about like you know uh Walter White's dissension into you know where he goes with his character and all this and all mm-hmm. that. I thought it was pretty interesting and Laura's never seen it. So we watched like one episode, and then like it be- it became the default like morning show, yeah. afternoon <laughs> show, evening show, like so bad. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great, 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 great series. And um, you know, if you've not watched it, I highly recommend people check it out if they're of age because it's it's very heavy. And I tried. Like, you if you tried, have you not seen it? I tried, but I just could. After the first season, I just found it so boring. 
Yeah, it's it, the first season is is the big sort of hump to get over because um, I I think it wasn't picked up by Netflix until like season two or three, and that's when it gets like a lot better because it's got like a huge ass uh, budget thrown at it, sort of thing. Uh, it's definitely worth like like finishing it off if you if you if you're not done it though. It's really okay. good. Yeah, so um, me. Yeah, yeah, you gotta push through. We're breaking because I felt like that when I first watched Breaking Bad. I was just like, "Oh, this is boring." But my friend was just like, "No, no, no, keep, keep, keep going, keep going." And then, then I, as soon as it passed like season or got into season three, I was hooked. Yeah, season three is like you, you're up oh, so many times about the point. It's just like, man, people need to leave Walter White. Like, <laughs> like Walter, you just need to die because you're causing too much havoc. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's, it's wonderful. It's really great, and I'm uh, watching it again. You just you, you seem to like notice the uh, cinematography a lot more, and there's a lot of really great, wonderful shots and like sequences that uh, just kind of leave an impression on you, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, finally watched Be Kind Rewind. It's been on my watch list for like the last ten years, uh, mm-hmm. and that film is a uh, that's really moving film and, and quite amazing. It's really good. I really liked that one too. It was, uh, I thought it was just going to be goofy and funny, but it was actually super heartwarming and yeah. awesome. And that is essentially a, a film about two guys who, who like own a, a rental, a rental VHS shop that's failing in the community. Oh. And uh, they accidentally erase all the, the films. So they have to re-record and rent out all the films to get funds back in. And it's, uh, it's great. It's a wonderful film. I think I, I think I might know. I don't know that. I didn't know the name, but I think I know the film you're talking about. Yeah, and then, got, uh, oh god, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say it's got Mostef and a, uh, I think Jack Black as well in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they have to uh, what you call it? They, they play like really like um famous films and they act as it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Really I think I know the film. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, oh, something on my something on my list to watch. That sounds good. Nice. But yeah, um, yeah, not bad. How about you, Zen, brother? What have you been doing this week? Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, obviously, I paid. I played Back for Blood. Yeah, that was really fun. Me and you like, can't can't, mm-hmm. Listen, can't wait for the full game. Cannot wait. So many good moments in that, especially with that big brother. Oh, like yeah, yo, <laughs> listen. It's going to be real. If there's more like that, that big one, obviously I'm not going to spoil it for, obviously people should have watched it, but mm-hmm. anybody who's still yet to, to get on in the waves, oh, listen, there, there's a lot more to come for that game. I'm excited. Um, there's going to be so, a beta soon, so. Yeah. It, uh, people need to get on that. They, they need to get on that. They, 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 like, you have to. Make time. I don't know. Cancel some plans. Just, just, just make sure you play that game. Basically, but yeah. Uh, uh, apart from that, we've been doing Apex as usual. The rank grind has been season ten ranked. Hmm, Seaville. Hell, the, hell on earth. Yes, <laughs> literally. And I'm just gonna. This is a side note. Since obviously, uh, we've 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 had like Warzone players. <clears throat> coming onto the onto the scene it's it's not been the best for randoms always questionable but i've noticed a lot more what would you say the toxicity levels have got that have increased 
like by a thousand just so much more toxic their player base is known for their toxic behavior and now they've brought that over to apex which is actually relatively nice just say something for an fps but now they've brought that sort of behavior in today was just but how do you know there was on players Uh, you you can you can tell you can definitely tell. Ah, you can't say that you don't know if there was. You okay. you can tell because you can tell people, especially like on the levels that that we are. So you can tell our lobbies. You know, people play like for example, you can tell someone who's recently come onto the game. They're of a lower level, but mm-hmm. they can do damage, but they don't use any of the skills at all, or mm-hmm. they troll like. A, Let's say like quad. Okay, obviously quad. Quad is known for in-game talking and like afterwards the the kill the little kill audio. You hear the most. Yeah. The most yeah toxic words you'd ever hear on a game in general. Um, and now yeah, even when when you're playing, you're just getting a lot of people on your own team who are doing things that are very questionable. So you can tell it's definitely the dynamics on Apex has changed right now. Obviously, until they kind of hopefully learn the ropes, but like right now, yeah, you can definitely tell the direction that the game's gone in, um, which is not 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 great, but it is what it is. And then in terms of watching things, I've been recently watching season three on Snowfall to get ready to watch season four, which I'm behind on. So re-watching that's been really good. That's that um Chris Evans Snowfall? No, that's Snow Pierce. No, nah, it Snowfall is about um following a, a guy called Franklin. Um and he's like he's you know, it's, it's 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 power without the kind of glitz of power. That makes sense. So if if anybody who likes power, it's it's kind of got more of the methodical thinking behind it. It's very that like, it does get you thinking. Like sometimes it's like it's bad to say. It motivates me, even though it's about like drugs and whatever. It's. Mm-hmm. His way of which he like how methodical he is. <laughs> it motivates you, but it's about drugs. Yeah, well, yeah, it sounds bad. No, but when when I know it's not the drug side, it's how he is. It's how he thinks. It's it's the way he he kind of like pro- by any means necessary. He's a very motivated person and individual and it's it's the way that he even like how he develops and how he he goes about what he needs to do so if anyone hasn't watched snowfall i definitely recommend it it's actually a very deep um very deep series i'm a clown i was like i was thinking of like like skiing and like in the no 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 they literally mean snowfall by like literally. <laughs> literally well fair enough all right okay something on the list it's just it's just Things just keep on adding on the damn list, and it's just so so hard, so much to catch up on. But um, yes, gang, that is basically everything that we've been doing through the week. If you guys have are doing anything noteworthy, or you guys want to tell us about anything, just drop us a comment. But we're gonna move on to the next section where we're gonna dive into our main discussion. All right, team. Okay, this is this is a very heavy topic. Because I know that we're going to be talking about a lot of things that are very can be very difficult to talk about. I believe that we need to have these discussions to make sure that we are educating ourselves and make sure that things like this never happen again. 
So today we'll be talking about allegations brought forward by the California state towards Activision Blizzard on several counts of sexual harassment, unequal pay and retaliation. I also want to break this break up our discussion into segments that I think that we can discuss and give our thoughts on so we can tackle this like very massive issue into a little more bite-sized to keep the conversation coherent. But first, I want to give you an actual summary of the actual um, complaint or lawsuit by the California state to Activision Blizzard. On October 12, 2018, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California filed a complaint on behalf of a group of women employees known as the group, keeping their identities private as is per the course. At this point, I believe they started an investigation into the allegations to see if there was any merit to them. After several amendments, the complaint was then filed to include Activision Blizzard, Activision, and Blizzard. All three separate identities are then separately collectively referred to as, well, the, the lawsuit is collectively referred to as the director's complaint. Now, the director's complaint alleged that Activision Blizzard engaged in discrimination against employees based on the basis of sex slash gender, including, but not limited to, failing to hire, select, or employ persons because of their sex, as well as discriminating compensation in the times, conditions, privileges, or employment due to their sex. And I'm talking about from the get-go, where they were hired from a, on a lower starting pay than their male counterpart. Women were often offered less lucrative job assignments and opportunities. Women were also afforded less stock and incentive pay opportunities. Women were, were overwhelmingly assigned lower grades slash levels without incentive women were steered into lower levels of the Activision Blizzard hierarchy and often had to work hard and longer to earn equal promotional and opportunities than their male counterparts. Now, in the lawsuit, they actually um, give examples about everything that I just mentioned. And I recommend anyone with like an hour or two to spare to read the lawsuit for themselves. And if you feel like we've reached the wrong conclusion, by all means, let us know. I want to engage in dialogue. but. In the actual lawsuit itself, the women are subjected to cube rules, which is where male employees with a lot of alcohol in their system, they crawl through various cubicles in the office and engage in inappropriate behavior toward women employees. Male employees come, come to work hungover and are proud of it, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies and joke about rape. A newly promoted supervisor likes to dele delegate his responsibilities to two of his now female subordinates in favor of playing Call of Duty. Women employees working on one game team had assumed some of the responsibilities of a manager. She asked of a manager. She then asked her manager, who was a man, about being fairly paid for the work that she was actually doing and being promoted into that position. The manager then commented that they couldn't risk it because she might get pregnant and she might like being a mum too much. Now, the lawsuit actually goes on to um, specifically mention women of colour within the lawsuit. And they cite several examples. So women of colour were particularly vulnerable. Uh, an example is, of this is when an African-American employee noted that it took her two years to, to be made a permanent employee, while men after her were made permanent immediately. She was also micromanaged, such that her male counterparts were known to be playing Call of Duty, but if she took a break to go on a walk, her supervisor would call and check where she was. Another example, who worked in the information requested time off, she had to write a one-page summary on how she would spend her time off. Now, 
The suit also points to a female Activision employee who, unfortunately, she took her own life while on a company trip with her male supervisor. The employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around at the company holiday. This is what the lawsuit has alleged. After two years of investigation on June 24th, 2021, and after a failed attempt at mediation, they have brought the matter to court. Yeah. So, I know that's um, very, very heavy to follow up afterwards. And for the record, not even for the record, just as a general human being, I really want to, our thoughts and prayers are with you. I can't imagine the kind of pain you guys are going through. And I hope that every single person that has done any wrongdoing is brought to justice. And this is a area that we at MG have been fighting to eradicate without mercy. The kind of culture that manifested the How do I say this? The kind of culture that was allowed to manifest that led to the death of this of the woman is exactly what I'm tra- we're trying to fight against. And I can't imagine what they're going through. Just. But yeah, yeah. um, I don't want to, um, I want to continue. I want to still give you guys the summary of everything that's been happening um, so far. So on June, on July 28, 2021, um, some of the workers took action. Activision Activision Blizzard employees held a walkout, taking the day off to protest the company's defensive response and to call for a more equitable, equitable treatment. The list of demands included an end to forced arbitration and the installment of a diversity task force. Hundreds of people turned up to show their support at Blizzard's campus in Irvine, California. And then what was weird is that Blizzard said that they would give the participating employees paid time off, which is kind of kind of counterintuitive. You know, is it really a walkout if the company endorses it? But that's another topic. That's another something dealt with later and when asked um activision blizzard for would they heed the workers demands a spokesperson they've sent a very generic response you know the kind of we know there are a variety of topics that we need to be considered and we support our employees to the best of their abilities blah 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 so on and so forth and in recent times on in august 3rd of this month blizzard president j allen brack left the company Obviously, amid the cultural reckoning that is the the parent company, Activision Blizzard, over the lawsuit, which obviously alleged sexual discrimination and harassment. Funny enough, this is the same man that wrote an email saying how we tried to foster a bro culture within Blizzard, and behaviors like that are unacceptable. So he's, in one hand, he's saying how this behavior is unacceptable, and whether you agree with bro culture or not, but in the other hand, I saw a video and I, in my mind, the optics of this looks really, really bad where they were at a Blizzard convention and a woman had asked if 
when you she had asked the question of why do all the women look so like they just step straight out of a catalog right like a victoria's secret catalog and the entire panel him included they all laughed and they says that well and then they gave a very generic response like oh well we'll um we try our best to include females in our um and women in our um in our games but don't worry next time we'll pick another catalog for you just to make you feel accepted and everybody laughed like when i was writing the script i was like are we asking for too much like is it so difficult just to be treated as an equal to these people like it's just wild to me how some of the things in this lawsuit is so unacceptable and it's and when i was doing the research for this um this script what i like to do is i first i go to i go to multiple sources to get the story to to get a more a clearer picture because i want someone to tell me from from different political leanings from different um genders from different sexes just so i can get a more round picture and the one constant i found right this is the scary part the one constant i found was how matter of fact the sexism in activision blizzard was it's just from either company reviews to employee reviews to um people who have been in the industry it's just so open about how matter of fact it is if you get what i'm saying it's like saying it's like when you walk into your house and you see a chair there you say oh that's a chair and you know it's a chair people can see it's a chair that's how people talk about the sexism when it comes to activision blizzard they're like as a woman you will face sexism when you get there that's just per the course you just have to accept that and it's wild to me like why is the bar so low like when when did it become so difficult the bar is in hell that's where the bar is it's actually in like it just, just i'm so confused like because as as the researcher i want to make sure that i always play devil's advocate i'm always trying to see the other person's side because i'm always trying to extend that olive branch i'm trying to extend that so i can like either re- hone my ideas to make sure that become more palatable to, to everyone and actual an actual systematic change but when when this when this happens what olive branch can i extend to them because I, I can't see, like, I just can't see how that's acceptable as a human being, let alone as your colleague. Like, for, to me, the colleague, the colleague bar is set so much higher because, like, if you guys know me, I don't have friends when I'm at work. It sounds mean, but I don't have friends when I'm at work. I'm there to work. I have colleagues. So the fact that not only are they just treating people like, like pieces of like i'm gonna be honest like they're just treating women like at such a second at such a lower tier it just it baffles my mind i'm trying to see it from their point of view and i'm like i can't i there is there is this that is if the allegations and the um lawsuit is true I understand, I myself, as playing devil's advocate, I myself understand that everybody should have their time in court. Blizzard should have the chance to defend these allegations. But me, personally, if I'm being absolutely dead honest with everybody, 
I think they're guilty. Like, and I'll, and they're guilty for, I'll give you two counts for why I believe they're guilty, right? I think that with all the information, I'm inclined to, okay, let me, let me, let me say it properly. Let me say it clearly. This feels like an open and shut case in favor of the plaintiffs. And I'm inclined to believe the women who came forward. And I say this on two grounds. Firstly, the legitimacy of the case. This is a two-year investigation that was sanctioned and started by the state of California. This isn't some random tweet. This is some random um, employee review. So this is all above board. And I know that this was probably festering for a very, very long time. And we didn't see the signs or it was covered up. So this is not some cancel culture nonsense, right? This is not people just jumping and that's what people like to do. This is what these companies like to do. They like to jump on that bandwagon and say, and as if that's their get out of jail free card, and say, oh, this is just cancel culture. We haven't even done anything wrong. But no, no, no. This is above board. This is legit. You, this is a reckoning. And you need to own up to the fact that you failed a lot of people. Second, when it comes to things like this, like I said before, when I was reading on the on buried tweet Twitter threads and the employee reviews, there's a general sense of sexism in Blizzard. It's it's a it's a matter of fact. Like it's there and that's just how it is. And it's said with a scary it's said with a scary amount of clarity and certainty. It's so damning the tweets and reviews that they're all that are there. And maybe at one stage it could have been perceived as maybe bitter, bitter employees and no one took it seriously. When there's this much smoke where it's literally you're coughing, you're on the ground. It would be foolish to assume there is no fire. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are chances when, very reasonable chances when there are, there isn't. There's just smoke and there's no fire. But when there's this much smoke, it's over. Like it's a it's a chance game. There's like ninety nine percent certainty that there's a fire going on that we don't know about. And this is this is the very company that says that, you know, every voice matters. And then on Pride Month, they have those massive pictures where they've got the rainbow colored flag and all that kind of crazy. And they have the, all that kind of thing. When behind closed doors, this is what they're doing. So, and the thing is, I know how it feels not being able to put or articulate your feelings into words. Especially when it's something as simple as when it's perceived as something as simple as sexism or racism it's very difficult to like put those your feelings and you it's like you know this is happening you know it's true but you don't know how to say it and i just can't imagine the kind of helplessness people are feeling when they look at it when they look at the like the blatant sexism and they look at the juggernaut known as um activision blizzard and like how the hell am i gonna fight this what can i do i should just and then you could either got two options. Just either you leave and sacrifice your career, or you just shut up and accept the race. Um, you accept sexism. So, yeah, it's just, it's, and you know what, guys? You know what made it even worse? The CE, the CCO, Fran Townsend, right? Reportedly, she sent out company-wide email telling people that it was truly meritless and an irresponsible lawsuit which presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old and out of context stories. Now, 
Her her comments weren't like this is not just some random executive going um, haywire. This is this was formed as part of Activision's Blizzard's compact response to the to the lawsuit. And that's to say, what I was you know when I was talking about how the employees were they walked out. This is essentially what started that's the, that's what started that walkout protest, right? And she, I feel like she just went on like business as usual because then she then tweeted. Uh, an article called The Problem About Whistleblowing. And in that tweet, she then linked it back to that article. And she was then flooded with so many responses that she started blocking people from her own company. So Activision, so she, her, the CEO, started blocking Activision Blizzard employees on Twitter. And on Wednesday, she just deleted her account. So I don't know how far, like, how clueless you have to be like how are you that disconnected from your own employee workplace but i don't know maybe i'm i'm not a ceo of somewhere right maybe it's very difficult but clearly this is the this is the failing of leadership and activision blizzard it sounds like they've got they're gonna have hell to pay and that's gonna change the gaming scape forever i hope that those women like I said, I believe those women were telling the truth. As a side note, I know that a lot of the, um, when it goes to court, a lot of the, um, from my experience anyway, a lot of the charges that are brought levied towards the company, they normally trump it up just, in, just to have a failsafe if they go to settle it. But as a person, as a, as a person of color, I know how it feels when you're up against these kind of massive companies and you you see like you see a yellow chair and everybody's telling you it's blue and you're like then you begin to question yourself you begin to doubt yourself in that regard where it's like maybe i'm the crazy one maybe what i'm seeing is not actual racism or not actually sexism maybe i'm being too sensitive or maybe it, the onus is on me so but like i said activision blizzard they deserve to have their time in court they deserve to see which of these allegations is either like the cco said is meritless and you know a distortion of the facts they have i believe that they should have their chance to have their time in court to argue their case but if i'm being absolutely honest with you with the team and with everybody else i hope that the state of california wins and that this activision blizzard is made an example of to the highest degree to make sure that we can finally start get on the road to start stamping out this kind of culture that seems to be manifesting and people are not doing enough about to stop so yeah guys sorry sorry about that little that long um there's still some more things i want to talk about but i'm um, sorry guys I've, I've taken up a lot of time but yeah but that's so, um, guest. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm no it's just i'm just i'm just like when I was writing this lawsuit, because I'm like, how many times I'm going to write this kind of script over and over again? Because it's like it feels like we're asking for too much, yeah. and I know in my heart that it's not. We're not asking it's a lot. Not. We just we sort of be equal. That's it. Yeah. We just want to be equal. Just equal opportunities. Just just let us. But that's the thing. That's why I'm like, when I see a yellow chair and everybody says it's blue, it's like, am I like? I then question myself. Like, am I asking for too much? Like, why am I doing wrong? No, then you take um, the chair and you throw it through the window so everyone <laughs> has to look at the chair and acknowledge, <laughs> yeah, you were right. You were just not listening to me. It's, yeah, but um, it's just, it's
But yeah, do you guys um if, uh, before I go on and I explain like what you call the um the summary of what's been going on? Do you guys have anything? Yes, I have a great many feelings <laughs> about this, and I'm going to be tr- I'm going to try say it in a measured way, uh, because I appreciated that your thoughts and feelings were quite measured in response, but uh, oh boy, this is a fun one, isn't it? I um. To, to be completely honest, not about nothing about this surprised me in the slightest. Yeah. Um, the fact is, I, I don't think this is isolated to Activision Blizzard. I would not be shocked if similar behavior was identified in every single major studio in the gaming industry today. Mm. Because, um, Annabelle, I'm not sure if you could agree with this. Maybe I can only talk about my own individual experiences. But I find things like sexism to be not something that just manifests out of nowhere and it's not something that just appears in these huge explosive um instances of lawsuits it's something that grows roots and it seeps so deeply into company culture that people don't see it and it's exactly what you were touching upon you're saying uh you're saying that the chair is this color how can you possibly not see the chair is this color because they've been staring at it and living with it for so long that they just they either don't see it or frankly it doesn't do them any good to acknowledge it mm-hmm. so i uh i have very little sympathy for activision blizzard i am very very happy to see this going to court i very much hope that it is successful and i hope it's a a warning shot to every other studio every other uh, member of the industry who thinks that it's just a boys club all oh, boys will be boys or oh it's just a joke and that they recognize those small, tiny behaviors, those little actions, those little jokes as mm-hmm. really what they are, which is part of a much bigger, more insidious problem that yeah. will one day result in a lawsuit or will one day result in the loss of a life, which is what we saw here. And it should never, ever have got to this point. That mm-hmm. goes without saying. But frankly, um, they can have their day in court, but... I think I'm done with Blizzard personally. Mm. And uh, anyone else, you guys can make your own choices. I completely respect them. But uh, I have very little time left for Blizzard personally. I think you're correct in saying there's no smoke without fire. And I'm willing to stand on the side of the, uh, the claimants on this one. Mm. And Diana, you wanted to say I, I I am of the same mind as Laura, to be honest, and it's just a, a big shake-up really needs to happen because people get away, people do what they can get away with. Can we get away with this? Can we get away with it? And they just keep doing it, and then it becomes not something that they're getting away with, but the norm. Yeah. And I can't imagine what it feels like to be able to speak up against a juggernaut of a company like this. It... it it's so when you're reading i had to stop reading some of this stuff because it was just so awful it had to reach that ad a breaking point for something to happen because when i saw that some women were trying to go to hr and it wasn't working and it's like where do they go they have to quit their jobs they have to move careers they have to do so many things bending over backwards because this company were just having none of it and this culture that they have allowed to grow and have allowed to sort of fester um, has become also the norm and the blueprint for other companies and for other ways that people think and behave because even when a woman complains it's oh she's being this and there's, there's all the excuses in the world 
the courage it takes somebody to speak up and say something it's so much just to say something and then to be smacked down and also just to be like the way that some women weren't being believed when they first came forward they um they were doubting what they were saying and they were believed but the punishment wasn't enough that it felt like they were they were in they were in turn punished because of their their career was put on hold it was like even the people who stayed silent they were still being punished so i i just feel like the punishment that um Visit Activision needs is it's not, it needs to be something extreme to also show to other companies that there will be real, real consequences if this continues. If they don't get punished enough, and I feel like that will set the precedence of other. Oh, we can we can get away with this. They kind of did, and they were they're the biggest of us. If the biggest of us can get away with this, and the rest of us are fine. I really think an example needs to be made. You know, I mean, a woman also lost her life. Like that is the extreme that we went to, and it doesn't. And some people's some people's lives are probably ruined right now as we speak. The mm. different things that happen to them, from the real big ones to the sexual allegations to the, the little micro aggressions that these women are, were facing at work, that also still counts. So, I I don't think that the, there needs to be a slap on the wrist here. I think there needs to be. Real, real changes, and this can be the catalyst for it. Mm, I hope so, but but it then begs the question: if this is how the company is on the inside, it's no wonder that the community mm. that they fester is also so yeah. as so toxic. Exactly. Because if you don't even accept the fact that you know that it's sexist to think that a woman might like being a mum too much, so you're going to deny her a promotion. If a, if a, a woman gamer comes up to you and says that, and they send a, they say, oh, this person was sexist to me in the game, how serious would they take it? Exactly, exactly. They don't get taken seriously. We've, know, we've known this for yeah. a long time, but we mm-hmm. just do not. If but... we're trying to fight for a space just in the community side of things, of being a, being a woman who likes games, if that's already a struggle, then yeah. what hope have we got for you know, being taken seriously on the other side of things? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just like um especially like activision as a whole i feel like a lot of people on the on the gamers side like let's just say on the gamers side the people who are buying their product time and time again they've they've just been like you know you're a joke you're gonna buy what we what what we what we put out in general so we're just going to churn out whatever because you're still going to do it. So imagine they're treating their customers like that. As you said, like on the outside, they're just seeing people as a joke. They're still going to buy what we need to do. We don't need to improve anything. We don't need to try. We've got the name. So they've got that type of mentality. Imagine how that must be 10 times worse in a dark, in on the darker side. Like this is what we see. And we, uh, as people as you're seeing with consumers that's what's in the light so in a dark it's going to be ramped up 10 times more if you've got like this as, it, as it's going up the chain especially ceos and whatever thinking that people are idiots they are not going to have respect and a lot of them not to say all but it just shows the culture of the company as a, as a whole to say that and especially yeah. some of the people that are there where they're coming from as well like this is what we're trying to change as you said with, with mg we're trying to change you know all the all the members in mg 
a, a woman shouldn't come into a party and the minute you hear a female's voice, guys are just like, oh my days. Uh, you're right, what's going on? Sexy, what's going on? That shouldn't be a thing. You know, it, it, women shouldn't feel like it's just not a place for for gaming and also that that level of respect oh you shouldn't you can't play this game you're a female yeah. that's something that we've, we've said at mg but unfortunately a lot of these people who are getting these high positions yeah. in these companies are people who are once like this in their bedroom and don't have that respect or in um, relationship or, or respect for women or or that that level and they're now being given high positions of power which is yeah. very dangerous very very dangerous very because true. they have not learned how to socialize and respect a woman for who she is as they would respect an, another man for example mm -hmm. and you get a group of these people together it's like a ticking time bomb because you're just getting all these heads clashing together and they're now being given, uh, you know, a level of power. And, oh, my gosh, women who, you know, normally maybe wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get to interact with. I've now got control of, of, mm. of how she's going to be in a company, what she gets to do. I'm now I'm going to exploit that. True. And that's something that needs to be to, to be highlighted and something that needs to be broken entirely so on the ground level people like how like us like mg and just anybody anybody listening to this if you have a friend like that if you have somebody who you game with an associate challenge them change that say why that's true that's very true that is a fundamental part of it because the fact is women can talk as much as they want and saying this is how this affects me. This is how this makes me feel. This is an acceptable behavior. But the fact is, if you already have these views about women being you're not going to take that in. You're not going to listen to that because of course you're not. So it needs to be other men that says, the people that they respect, people that they do want to go to for their opinion, to say, no, mate, what are you talking about? That's not acceptable. Don't act like that. Don't say that. It starts with being in party chat, exactly like you described, and then it goes up to being in the office when your mate makes a stupid joke or makes a, like, makes a joke about rape or something. You don't just laugh along, you call them out on that behavior. So yeah, um, a lot of the game industry, um, a lot of the game industry obviously have condemned it because obviously they don't want to get, um, they don't want any of the smoke. So game um, new sites like The Gamer, Game Explained, Primer Games, as well as World of, a lot of World of Warcraft um, content creators, they've just stopped streaming it. Overwatch streaming on Twitter was at an all-time low. Funny enough, um, in the face of everything, Activision Blizzard is also, being, is also facing another class action lawsuit. This one is being filed by the shareholders who allege that the company failed to notify them about the department's um, California's Department of Fair Housing and Equality investigation. So the company's stock is taking a really, really big hit. And essentially, what we're seeing, guys, if, when you guys are listening, people are listening, is what we're seeing is we're seeing a very, very, this is like a very pinnacle moment in gaming industry history, where if this goes to court and they lose big time, there might not be an Activision Blizzard. Around. They're getting what they deserve. Yeah. 
So Absolutely. games like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, all of that is going to go, is, they're going to get lost in the source. They're, they're going to just going to going to get lost so that diablo a lot of these games and these are really really good games and they're really really nice games but i'm willing and i love overwatch if people know me i love overwatch but i'm willing to sacrifice my love for overwatch to make sure that women have a an acceptable environment not even like just 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 decent you know just like one problem at a time just let them have an environment where they can code and game together without facing sexism that's that's what Literally, that's just step one. Then we can talk about crunch. Then we can talk about fair pay and all that kind of thing. And, and how much someone should be paid for the actual time. Just let a woman or anybody for that matter, just let them be in a space of creating games without having the need to be subjected to any kind of sexism or racism. And I'm willing to sacrifice my, my money and my time and my love for any kind of IP address that these guys have. I'm willing to sacrifice it. I'm willing not to play Overwatch forever until they understand this. That's, that's something I wanted to actually bring up in terms of it. Mm-hmm. A, a game isn't just created by one person or by these people who were toxic. These women did also work on these games. Mm-hmm. So should should... You know, like this is some some of these women like that's their baby. Those games that they worked on, they helped ship, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing, and so they're they're technically losing twice over. Yeah, you know, they worked on this game, but because of the environment that they were part of, the game that they also worked on, which they probably love too, is also being not being streamed. And I'm glad people are taking a stand. But should the stand be that the game, um game isn't played ever again or should the stand be that we change the environment that they work we they work in I feel, no like, I feel like the way that people are taking not playing the game isn't so much to say we're not playing it just because we hate activision blizzard now it's we're not playing this game because we refuse to contribute to this organization that refuses mm-hmm. to change i won't put my money or my time or my stream towards this business until it makes a change yeah you are absolutely go ahead sorry i was gonna say there has to be like a firm hard stance and like Mm -hmm. i totally get what you mean like end of the day overwatch it's made it's out there it's done you know you Mm -hmm. can buy it secondhand and no money's going there but it's the moral issue of it isn't it it's like you know when do we actually stop do we just go oh that sucks Anyway, I'm going to play some uh, some Diablo. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I'm oh just well, I'll continue to... as usual. Yeah, there's got to be a firm. And I'm, I'm glad people are actually like, you know what, mate? Screw this. I'm, I'm going to find something else. I'm going to yeah. try something else. I don't know exactly what you mean. Somebody's heart and soul has gone into it. A, a victim who's been working there has had to work under those crappy circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to have like people to just not, like, not totally not integrate into react with the product is it's heartbreaking, is, it's, heartbreaking. It's, it's terrible it's sad but do we need to see like you know somebody else take their their life or just like you know mm. more sexual harassment more more advances all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff happening yeah i i yeah. just feel like this is the only way we as consumers can well there's plenty of ways actually we could do something but this is a fundamental very simple way to do it to yeah. just refuse to give them any more money mm. Or refuse Agreed. to give them the the eyes of our viewers or the time that we take out yeah. to play their game. Well, the other thing is, is it cancelled forever? Like, it would would there be a way that they could possibly come back from this? If they change, oh, significant changes were made. Yes, in my personal opinion, if they, always give people, give organisations even 
space and willingness to grow. That's fine. I'm not done with Overwatch and or Activision Blizzard for absolutely forever. If they can actually show changes mm. being made, if they can actually show uh, results, then yeah. yeah, I'm totally willing to accept them back. But I don't feel very positive about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. On that note, I agree completely with Laura. First, on the first point of this company, a lot, a lot of companies, the way they, they um, the variables that they use to measure their success is money. It's monetary. That's how they measure it. So the minute I say that I'm not paying for this, and the minute a lot of people say that I'm not paying for this, that's when a lot of these people, that's when the company says, mm, where did we go wrong? What should we do? And then they start asking themselves the hard questions, right? Mm. On the second note, you're absolutely right. Everybody has a chance to make, everybody should make mistakes and not be, um, and they should be punished for it. But if they've served their punishment, they should be allowed space and room to grow and accept their mistakes and try and move forward and try to redeem themselves i'm not saying they have to redeem themselves forever but i'm saying once they've accepted that this was wrong and they say okay this was wrong this is what we're going to do to try and fix it then i'm all for activision blizzard but in my heart of hearts and what i've seen in the gaming industry that route is rarely the route that's been taken I'm hopeful, and I'm I'm and this is hope. I'm hoping that they understand that this was wrong, and and if any if anything of this allegation is true, they they take steps to try and make sure that this never happens again. But statistically speaking, that's really the case. I want to say rarely, as in, I've only seen it several times when a company has listened to feedback from the wider community and actually made changes to their actual work structure but like you said everybody can anybody and everybody can make a mistake and that's well it's not fine but but, that, but that's life that happens they apologize and then they make and i don't mean apologize i mean they make heartfelt not just heartfelt they actually change the culture within their company to make a conducive environment for everybody to work equally and then they go forward from there. Then Activision Blizzard games are on the table. And I'm on and I want transparency. I want here's the problem. Here's the issue. Here's how we fixed it. That's what I want. Tweet it if you have to. Um company updates if you have to. That's what I want. And then you can then I can then we can discuss the notion of whether I start playing your games or I start contributing money to your games or not. But yeah, some people can if and if some 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 errors are so egregious that some people will never forgive you, and that's their right. As 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 sad as that sounds, as bad as that sounds, that's their right. If they don't ever forgive you, that's their right. But I'm not as unreasonable. I want you to try do your best to change for the better. That's exactly why we do MG is to allow room for growth as well. Not only is it to point out the bad, but it's to allow room for growth. Uh I'm going to say, for me, I just want to add, I feel like this is a good point to actually be as hard as possible. I'm on my stance because I feel like this is an opportunity to almost force change if enough people get on board. Like, as hard as it sounds, and yes, I I get that certain companies and studios, because they're under Activision, are going to struggle, but that mindset has been there too long 
this mindset has been there too long and I feel like it needs a very forceful shove. And I'm also talking from the side of a creative as well. Aside from what they've what they've done and what they continue to do. And I'm not just I'm saying there's other companies that are probably doing the same thing that right now are probably gonna cover their tracks as much as possible. Um so that they're seeing what's going on. But this is definitely a chance to 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 push to push this and also in terms of like talking as a as, as a creative companies like activision getting away from from pushing people and not respecting people in terms of like artists artists how much they've copied uh people's concept designs on deviant art and other outlets and people who've put their time in on are on the freelancers and whatever but you don't want to um pay the though it's just money just grab money and make money off of it and then bring people to court because you're a big corporation this is a chance this is a chance for them to actually pay for a lot of the things that they've that, that they've done as these big corporations have done so i feel like right now this is a chance not only for for women and race and and gender like and just people as a rule to to get to, to get respect the consumers as well because even every i feel sure a lot of us have been you know feel like we've been sort of shafted by like you know we've put money into the company but we're not getting you know updates the way that we wanted to mm-hmm. it's on all levels i feel like this is a big point for them to be like it needs a big overhaul enough's enough it's, from it's, all angles yeah when I see these kind of stories, well, to be fair, Blizzard has been, they've been problematic for some time. I just, me personally, I didn't see some of the signs, but because I was never uh, into like Diablo or like my best, my big first Blizzard game was Overwatch. So, but old school people who've been into Blizzard and World of Warcraft and all those kind of games that Blizzard have been shipping out, they've been saying that this problem, this, the issue of sexism has just been a problem for time. It's just, it's like the open sequel is just accepted. So it just makes me wonder. I just, I'm just hoping that all the other game studios, which I really, really love, like Rocksteady and Arkane Studio, Insomniac, all those kinds of studios, I'm just really hoping that there's not some kind of like demon under closet, right? Because it's just uh, any, but yeah, I'm just, 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 just please, just move, just, just move correctly, please. That's one thing I really hope that because we have had so many of these movements. It's just like, oh, now it's this company's turn. Like, aren't you looking out your window and seeing, oh, what, what, what just happened over across the street? I don't want it to happen here. Let me start tidying up. It's just like, how, how long can we get away with this before it blows up in our face? And it's just like, none of them seem to be learning from the other. No, they, they are the ones that they think they can get away with this. I think it was two years ago that there was the whole Me Too movement in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. But I, like over um, Blizzard, Activision, they were like, "Oh, I guess we can just fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. No one will realize." But it's just so wild to me that we are always having these conversations, you know, over and over again. They, they just they don't learn. Because the ones who are just like they're getting up. Sorry, my bad. Didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying, there's no true consequences. The fact um, is, those who get hurt continue to get hurt, and they continue to speak out of, against it, and they get hurt more because of that. If there is no huge consequences 
that hurts them where it really is going to hurt them, which is financially, yeah. they'll continue to try to get away with that because there's a certain point where these organizations are large enough to take the hit. They can tank it out and they'll be fine because people have a very short attention span towards the suffering of people who either aren't in their lives constantly or it just doesn't affect them personally. Yeah. I mean, we just need to potentially just like wait and see what the ripple effect is from the financial like sort of um, from the court case yeah yeah mm -hmm. i mean for them to fire what was it to do whoever the head was you know that's pretty much expected just a sacrificial one pretty until much people yeah. are like you know content with with it and then go back to the however it was sort of thing so i i do deeply feel like just paring them off financially forgetting whatever new activision game comes out or just being conscious of it think about well have they actually done changes mm -hmm. well if not no well i guess i can live without bloody call of duty i don't know whatever they got coming <laughs> out next sort of thing you know what i mean it's it's down to you know making sure people around you are a lot more conscious of it and just yeah. just questioning people like oh you bought what do I, what do they make oh overwatch 2 that's yeah, the thing bought, that's happening overwatch 2 where you buy that you know just just question people on it Bring it to their consciousness and the I don't sorry, go on. I, I agree with what, what everyone's saying as well. It's like I think that the problem is with with what we were saying about like oh, you know, when is the limit? I feel like that's why I'm saying that we should definitely this one should definitely be one that everyone goes hard with because it's always that let's just put a band aid on it. It's always that thing. Like we don't want to get cancelled, or as you said, the council culture, or yeah, yeah, let's just do it to to make everybody feel feel okay. Yeah, yeah just for now. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah we, we've appointed this person. Oh yeah, we we employed you know twenty five percent more female staff or something like uh, women's. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? It's it's mm -hmm. like that's what they're gonna do just to just to say okay, here it is. But then when our our eyes are turned. Oh yeah, it's because it's because we're now we're now buying again. Oh, people are now buying skins again. People are now buying copies of the game again, because that's all it is for now. But if it's a big hit and a really big hit, and it's seen that, they, and also knowing that they're the only other company, the reason why they it wouldn't mind for them or why they they get away with a lot of the things that they get with, they're the big ones. They're the biggest in the industry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's them or EA or, or Ubisoft. Like, Actually, funny enough, Ubisoft, um, when the... Uh, funny enough, during that time, uh, I think it was July, when the walkout happened, um, a thousand Ubisoft employee, uh, employees, um, they wrote an open letter to the director of Ubisoft, um, to the director of U Ubisoft, Jesus. And basically, they were talking about how there are known abusers in their own studio who are given copious amounts of second chances. But they, where basically, when something happens, they then move the uh, not the injured party. What's the other one of the injured party? The aggressor. They move the aggressor to another team, into another or into another studio, with with a slap on the wrist to try and keep the the what you call it the cycle moving. So, you know, Ubisoft are not innocent of this either. And a lot of big companies aren't innocent. So maybe, I get it, Zen is right. Basically get your pound of blood from um, Activision Blizzard. And to be fair, in the... Actually, to be fair, it's not fair, really, because Activision just as much as played to this. Just as much um, as guilty as Blizzard. But 
in the um in the lawsuit it's strongly hinted that blizzard have been doing this for a very long time and then after the merger with activision blizzard obviously the culture in activision wasn't as separate as people like to believe because obviously when they joined Activision Blizzard, it still continued the the culture was still maintained and continued so but to be fair blizzard have been on the they were the ticking time bomb i don't know about activision i don't know how deep it goes with activision but now that they're together they to me personally they share the same amount of blame you should know who you're getting to bed with before you get into bed with them essentially it's worth mentioning though how long have how long have they been uh together then um i think it's since 2011 i believe since... Hold on, let me just if it's okay we'll say as a rough figure then if it's honestly been that long that's more than enough time for relevant people within activision to recognize that behavior mm. and to try address it so frankly even if we have a bunch of wonderful good people from activision who have joined up with blizzard and blizzard truly is the instigator of this behavior they're just as guilty if you if you oh. <laughs> sorry about that uh, alarm so what i was just to start what i was saying is that uh it's been long enough they've been in partnership long enough that mm. something should have happened by now mm. even if it is the case that activision has had no direct participation in this kind of behavior if you stand by you are just as culpable in mind mm. if you are not doing something actively against this negative behavior then you should be held accountable just as much of those who are the aggressors in the situation. That is a very firm stance to take. And I agree with it to a point, but I think that in this case, this is definitely the time when Activision, because they actually, I just looked it up. It's actually in 08 when they merged. So they've had what? So 2018 is when the investigation started. So 10 years? Over 10 years to mm. address bad behavior. Yeah. So, and I don't know, maybe that's the time. That's what it is in court. In the time of court, maybe Activision... Uh, this is me just being as hopeful and as nice as possible. Maybe Activision was trying to combat um, this kind of behavior and they were failing spectacularly because clearly they failed. Is there any so, suggestion that that was the case? Um, yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. I'd, be, I'd love to know. Um, is there any suggestion that Activision identified this as a problem or put anything in place to try address it? We don't know. I haven't um, finished reading the... Actually, I have, I but I didn't see anything in there. That, um, mm-hmm. I know that um, in the lawsuit, they did say that they Activision Blizzard recognized that they have got a pay disparity and they hired outside counsel to investigate and see if they could um, do anything. But I know in the, in the lawsuit, it's stated that the company that they hired, like I think it was an accounting or actuarial firm. I think no, it won't say it won't make sense. I think it's an accounting firm that they hired, gave them a couple of um solutions and they didn't heed them. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like that's maybe that's like on part of the plaintiffs where they're just make they're just damning them as much as possible. But um but to be fair that wouldn't surprise me. But I know that that was in the lawsuit as well. So like I said, everybody deserves their time in court. But hand on heart, I agree with the plaintiffs. There's there's just so much smoke right now that it's there's even if there is no actually the chances of there not being a fire will actually um, surprise me more than if there was an actual fire. But it, I feel like there's still no space for an excuse because just like if I'm going to be back in, so say I'm going to be back in someone, yeah. Uh, 
I would want to know, and if there's certain things that are flagged up or wherever, I would want to know what's going on. That's not an excuse because it's going to reflect on me as a person. If my beliefs are different to mm. what's going on, and that's the integrity of my name, you're under my name, whether or not we're in a partnership or anything, I would say, well, I would have to weigh up. Because like, that's me saying, this is what I believe. This is how I feel people should be treated. But then I'm ready to turn a, a blind eye for the money. Then I deserve what comes to me afterwards. Like, I feel like if as, as, if you're going to be invested in something, it's like you're, you're cool to ignore it while it's making money. Then you should be. it is what it is. Yeah, you should you, be you to that outcome. Yeah. It has to be that case. It's worth mentioning. Like, yeah. If we look at it in another instance, it's not quite the same example, don't get me wrong. But if we think about it in the case of, say, somebody, a studio, or even an individual was infringing upon the copyright of Activision Blizzard, how hard do you think they'd come down on that? And how quickly do you think they'd come down on that? Oh, it would have been, uh, been biblical. 100%. Yeah, exactly. They'd, they'd address uh, it. I mean, it's a, different, it's a different situation. I completely agree that it is not a one-for-one -one example. But what I'm saying is, I just can't believe an organization of that size, that scale, that amount of resources doesn't have the ability to stamp out, stamp out things that it doesn't want to see in the organization. Mm. So, just to give it, oh, sorry, go. No, 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 go ahead. I was finished. I was going to say just an example of what you just said. Um, and what going back to what I said as a creative, there's an example of an artist that's I think he has a few hundred followers. So he's got quite a good following, produced books, um, has a series of books. They was I think his character called Gabriel the Bounty Hunter. And um I think it was Black Ops three. That was the the biggest one that was known. There've been other things that have that have been happening with little artists and, and deviant art. But his character, basically this the Spectre from Black Ops Three. Yeah. He, if you put them side by side, it's literally the same character. The same character, except for they change the color and the materials used on the on the character. You can literally pick that person up and say, "Oh wait, that's that, that's him right there. That, that's the character." Um. Obviously, they made skins and made money off of it. Mm. A fan of this artist said that his character was put up on a mood board for the concept design phase of uh, of the game. Damn. And he put out a statement about him trying to to take this, but a big organization like Activision repeatedly shut down the whole system, the whole thing. And they're ready to go to court because what's a person who's a freelance artist going to do against an organization that's ready to keep it going out of court? Your character is basically going to pay off. Yeah. Pay off. Your character is basically going to pay that lawsuit right. however many time, times over. They're ready to keep getting it thrown out of court. So there's nothing that... Elite, so just to show what a company like that can do, it's basically daylight robbery. What else are they ready to do? But yeah, um, I just want to, I want to begin to wrap these things up. I know that this is a very, very heavy. I'm starting to run over. But there are questions from the Discord and from tweets that we've said about the next upcoming topic. 
but I think we've essentially answered all of them. One of the questions was, when does it fall on us, the consumers, to teach big companies a lesson? And like we've discussed, monetary. If we stop engaging with them and we stop buying their products and we stop, as if this is on the basis of if you have probable cause. I don't want to endorse cancel culture, but I do think there is an element of accountability that needs to be done. And but cancel culture doesn't allow for growth, and I think that we need to allow for growth. But like Zen said, sometimes people want to get their pound of blood, and sometimes it's warranted. So, the, um, another question was: Will there ever be a day when equality is established? That's the dream. That's the hope. We we do this because we believe in it and because we need we know it needs to be done. Whether I will see it in my lifetime remains to be seen, but I won't stop because um as Annabelle, what's that quote from Star Wars that I give you so much grief for? I think that's I think the best time. If you only believe in hope, is that that one? Yeah, that one. Okay. If you hope is like the sun, if you only believe in it when you can see it you'll never make it through the night i absolutely love 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 that it's a really beautiful quote mm. it really is it's from the sacral sequel um, okay calm down because you couldn't even remember the quote okay no, that's because i don't remember the entire sequel sil- trilogy i tried to forget it i'm actively mm. trying to forget it but anyway uh, that's not that's my hand <laughs> but yeah like my sister said i think that quote best sums up that um the, the answer to that question I don't, we don't do this because you might see it in the end. We do it because that is the dream and that is the hope. That's, no, that's yeah. my interpretation of that, the, what do you call it, of that quote. And I really question, think this is a tipping point, to be honest. I, uh, no, 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 actually, sorry. Go I, on, hope go. It is. I hope it is a tipping point. feels like it is. Because um, it's no. just overwhelmingly, like, the evidence is just you know, glaringly obvious. And I'm just really, really hoping that they are punished in a way that will make other organizations realize, oh, if we, we could lose everything if we go the same way. So sometimes these things, change only happens because people fear punishment and that's just the nature. Yeah. They need to be, justice obviously needs to be done. But we need to see some kind of change happening because this is, cannot be the norm for people's lives at all. But yeah, I agree with you. But um, whether it's going to be a tipping, I don't think there's going to be a tipping point because even if they do win, this is that's just step one. That's just step one to me. Step two is why does why did this happen? What does where do where do we go from here? That's step two, three. Mm-hmm. So tipping point, yes. As in, I understand what you're saying, where it's like it's a actually, start, it's this goes, yeah. This goes on to my next onto the next question I was asked. Will this actually change the landscape of gaming and? If actually, first off, it already has. <laughs> because Blizzard, Activision Blizzard is one of the biggest gaming companies out there, period, on, in America. And the fact that people are starting to move away from it, that's already seen a shake up in the games industry. So I think that it already has changed. <laughs> I think it already has changed the landscape of gaming. Like my sister said, and I don't mean that on the superficial. Um, like their actual IPs that they own, like the games that they, they want to bring out, but also mean as an industry and a culture itself. I think that more and more we're, we're finding, we're getting a hard and harder stance on sexism and racism within the gaming industry. It just means that we're doing our job, thank God. And one day, like I'm like 20 years ago, 
something like this would have come out and it would have been per the case. But now people are actually speaking up and 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 what you call it, what's the word? And disowning it. And I, I don't, it could be for selfish reasons that they don't want to get cancelled, but I don't. I take I take the wins where I can take them. But yeah, those are some of the um, questions that were sent to us. Now I'm going to wrap up the show. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor or Spotify. Better yet, follow our socials on Instagram and Twitter. If you've got a moment, give a podcast, give this podcast a rating and a review on Spotify and or Google. Doing this helps us helps us reach more people and helps improve the show. Don't forget to check out our latest events, tournament and news on Meddling Gamers website. <clears throat> so I think that's everything. I think we've summed up everything on the Activision Blizzard case and our opinions on it. If everybody who's listening, if you have anything that you want to say to us or if you want to have a discussion or topic, feel free to join the Discord after the, the entries on the website. But if you have anything, just send us an at on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. I know Annabelle's on TikTok. She's loving that. Um, um, but yeah i think that's everything guys and i think that's everything that we've discussed so yeah if there's anything else does anybody else have anything else they want to add i think if there's any updates we will put it underneath this um podcast if there's any updates in terms of what's going on with the situation um we will make sure that we put it underneath the, the podcast and date it just in case Oh, I want to leave you one thing. One thing. <laughs> Fellow men out there, it's up to us to change the gaming scene right now. So literally, tell your f- questions. Question a person. That's all I'm going to leave. Question and education. That's it's it. To, it's up to all of us, men and women included. It's up to all of us. It's men to yeah. come out when we see it and then women to also not be not to give up because i know and i say that I'm, it sounds patronizing when i say it but i've seen a lot of like one of the developers for kill floor 2 was a woman and to me i don't think how do i don't want to say this like without sounding patronizing you have something to give to the gaming industry don't let a couple stupid guys tell you that you don't but again, that sounds patriotic for me because obviously I that's, that's you know, what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't walk in your shoes, but please. It's from the guy's point. I was just saying yeah. from a guy's point, from yeah. us, like guys, fellow guys, rather just you know, yeah. just just be watchful. Mm. You know, please don't give up. Mm. Um, I think it's worth closing out with as well that even if it does seem like just a very small thing you can do individually you can still make a wiser choice with your money and a wiser choice with the games you play, the games you stream. Maybe not mm-hmm. forever, but you don't have to cancel things forever. But mm-hmm. Maybe have to think about how you feel about this. Have a think about how you feel about the way these companies treat women, treat people of uh, other backgrounds. It's uh, the end of the day, it's your choice where you want to spend your money. I think that's everything, gang. Um... So, if you have any, like I said before, if you have any comments, feel free to send us an app. But it's until next time, MG Squad. Peace out.